All right, tonight uh, we are continuing the series that we've been in called In Christ I Am, right? And we've walked through the last couple of weeks, we've walked through Ephesians 1, and we've seen where Paul is, is telling us what it means for us who are believers, what it means for us to be in Christ. Things like, in Christ I am loved, right? We learned that God loves us despite our mistakes. God loves you for who you are and where you're at, right? In Christ, I am set apart, right? As believers, we are called to be set apart from the world. We're not called to live like the world. We're called to be different, right? We, we learned about in Christ, I am set free, right? We're set free to do the work of Christ. We're set free from our past. And then Ashton, didn't Ashton kill it last week? Didn't she do such a good job? Yeah, she, she gets red every time we harp on this, but hey, she killed it. And, and you may not have known this, but that was her first time speaking on stage. And she rocked it. She rocked it. Really, she did. And, and she taught us that in Christ, we are forgiven. Right? In Christ, we're forgiven. And she shared part of her story, right? The lies that she had been believing about her past mistakes that she had made. And she taught us that in Christ, we are forgiven for our past. And tonight, we're going to continue this series. And we're going to continue looking at the lies that Satan speaks to us. And we're going to start unpacking the truth that God would have us believe. But before we do that, I want us to pray together. So let's pray. This is a prayer that we pray every week. Pray this with me. It goes something like this. Lord, speak to me, for I am listening. And maybe you pray for the person sitting next to you, someone else in the room. Lord, speak to this person and give them the faith and the courage to respond to you tonight. Amen. So when I was in high school, middle school, eighth, ninth grade, I was at a place in my life where I was really struggling with a lot of crap, right? I was, I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing, and, and there were a lot of lies that I'd begin to believe. But around this same time, there was a question that popped up. And maybe you've heard this question. I feel like this question gets asked all the time. I'm sure you've heard it. What are you going to do with your life? What are you going to do the rest of your life? Especially maybe you high school juniors and seniors, this is probably a question people are starting to ask you left and right. What are you planning to do the rest of your life? And the problem for me was, I literally had no idea what I was going to do for the rest of my life. When I became a senior in high school, three months before graduating, I still had no idea what I was going to do. Every time I would hear that question and say the words, I don't know, that question began to strike a deeper question of what is my purpose? And I began to even consider, do I have a purpose? And maybe that's you tonight. Maybe you, you, you're sitting in this seat and a question that you've been struggling through is what is my purpose? Do I have a purpose? You know, I think when we, when we look at scripture, Scripture talks a lot about purpose, and we see a lot, of, a lot of people in Scripture who God gives them a huge purpose. And so as we look at especially the story of David, we begin to see that God has a unique purpose just for you, a unique calling just for you. 
So if you're in that place tonight where you're saying, what is my purpose? Do I have a purpose? I want you to listen extra careful tonight. And I want us to look at 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 12 through 20 as we start out. If you have a Bible, I would encourage you to, to open that up. Uh, I'm hesitant always to say, hey, take out your phones and follow on the Bible app because then that text message comes across and then you're not paying attention anymore. So if you don't have a Bible with you, one, let us know. We'd love to get you a Bible. But two, we have it up here on the screen for you as well. First Samuel chapter 17, verses 12 through 20. Here's what it says. Now David was the son of a man named Jesse, an Ephrathite from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Jesse was an old man at the time and he had eight sons. Jesse's three oldest sons, Eliab, Abinadab, and Shemiah, had already joined Saul's army to fight the Philistines. David was the youngest son. David's, David's three oldest brothers stayed with Saul's army. But David went back and forth so he could help his father with the sheep in Bethlehem. For 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israelite army. One day, Jesse said to David, Take this basket of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers and give these 10 cuts of cheese to their captain. See how your brothers are getting along and bring back a report on how they are doing. David's brothers were with Saul and the Israelite army at the Valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him. The first thing I want us to consider tonight, the first truth that I think God speaks to us through this passage is that we were created for a purpose. You were created for a purpose. Now, a lot of us, maybe we've heard this story of David and we know Goliath is the giant that he goes and eventually slays with a sling and a slingshot and three rocks. But I think a lot of times we focus on David killing Goliath and we miss the truth that God speaks through the life of David here before he even gets to Goliath. I want us to consider here how we would be feeling if we were David. Right? David's three oldest brothers are going off to fight in the army. Something that would have been considered very noble, right? That, that was the popular thing for guys to do. The popular noble thing was for guys to go join the army and go fight. But what is David doing here? David is stuck in a pasture looking over sheep. His brothers, he probably assumes, are off becoming war heroes, and here he is doing something that is unwanted, undesirable, and unpopular. Now, I don't know about you, but if I were David... I would be sitting there going, this cannot be what my life is all about. My purpose, my life, surely it does not amount to sitting on a rock watching sheep eat grass. Like surely there's got to be a higher calling than that. But there's a catch here is nowhere in this story, nowhere in scripture do we see David questioning his purpose? We never see David ask God, why do you have me here? What is my purpose? David doesn't ask that question. And I, don't th I think David 
is content with where he's at because David knew one thing. He knew that our purpose is to serve God. Our purpose is to serve God. Your purpose is to serve God. That's it. Now, I think a lot of times we get confused on this. We get confused about what our purpose is because we associate it with something else that's called our calling, right? When, when people ask us that question of, hey, what are you gonna do for the rest of your life? And we don't know what that is. We don't know what we're called to do. We question our purpose and if we have a purpose because we see them as the same thing. But your purpose is to serve God. In Matthew chapter 28, 19 through 20, I think Jesus makes what our purpose is and he separates purpose from calling very clearly. Right? And we all know this passage, Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Here's what it says. Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. So we all have a purpose here. Your purpose is laid out right here. Jesus has already given it to you as a believer in Christ. He says, go. Don't sit in your chair, go. You have a job to do. You have a purpose to live. Your, your purpose is to go serve God by making disciples. Now your calling is how you fulfill that purpose. See, a lot of times I think we also get confused about our calling and purpose being the same thing, but our purpose doesn't come from our calling. Our purpose doesn't come from our calling. Our calling fulfills our purpose. Your purpose is to go and make disciples and to serve God. Your calling is how you do that. This room is filled with people who all have the same purpose, but who all have different callings. You right now have a calling as a student in a school, you have a sphere of influence where you can go and make disciples and how you do that is gonna look a whole lot different than how I do that right now, right? You've got Wade and myself who are both called to be student pastors, but the way, the way we live that out, it's different. I'm not him and he's not me, All right? God has given us unique callings, but the purpose stays the same. Our purpose is simply to serve God. And I think we struggle with this when we get asked the question of, hey, what are you gonna do the rest of your life? Because we don't know the difference. We're focused on the calling and we think our calling defines our purpose. And we miss that our calling really fulfills our purpose. I think David also knew that God and serving God isn't about doing what you think is comfortable. Right, a lot of times we're looking at different things and we don't think we have a purpose because there's nothing that we think sounds good. We don't see anything that we really want to do. Maybe you as a student, you don't want to share the gospel with the person sitting next to you because that's not comfortable. And we begin to ask ourselves, well, what's my purpose? What would God be calling me to do? But serving God isn't about doing what you think is comfortable. It's about stepping out in faith to where God is leading you. And I want you to focus there on the end of that, where God is leading you. I want us to think back about David here for a minute. You may not know this, but literally a chapter before in 1 Samuel 16, David is anointed the next king of Israel. 
right? King Saul is not following the Lord as king. And Samuel goes and he anoints David as king. Now think about that for a minute. Again, if I were David, I'd be sitting there going, God, you told me I was going to be king. You told me I was going to be sitting in the palace, not sitting in a pasture. You told me I would be king, not serving the king, not taking orders from the king. God, you told me that people would be serving me, not me serving other people. Where is God leading you? And I think David here, he stays really true to himself. I want us to look at 1 Samuel chapter 17, 38 through 40. And I want you to just listen to what David says here. It says, Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped a sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like for he had never worn such things before. I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them in his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. As soon as David goes to King Saul and says, hey, I'll serve you. No one else will go fight Goliath, but I will. Saul dresses him out in the nicest armor that Saul has, but David takes it off. David stays true here to himself. He stays true to who God had made him to be. David took Saul's armor off because it was never made for him. Saul's armor was not made for David. One day the king's armor would be made for David, but not yet. One day David would be king, but not yet. He stays true to himself. Now, I've got to ask ourselves a question here. How many times do we think that we don't have a purpose because we're trying to make someone else's purpose our own? How many times do you sit there thinking, God, do I really have a purpose? Are you really calling me to things? Does, does my life have meaning? Meanwhile, we're looking at what our friend is doing. We're looking at our friends on Instagram and the life that they have. And we want what they're doing. We want what they have. But here's the thing. You are not made for their life. You are made for your life. You are made for your purpose, not someone else's. We cannot make someone else's purpose our own because it was never made for us. And when we try to do that, we leave ourselves thinking, do I have purpose and what is it? Now, I think for David to understand that he was created for a purpose, there was one other foundational truth that he had to understand first. I think David had to understand that we were first created on purpose. And this is a truth that you and I, we have to get. If we ever want to know what our purpose is and know what we were created for, we have to get first that we were created on purpose. You were created on purpose because how can you believe that you have a purpose if you don't believe that you were created on purpose? I know this can be something for some of us that's really difficult to think about. I know it was for me. 
Like I said, when I was in middle school and high school, this was hard for me to grasp. This was hard for me to believe. And many of us have heard the creation story in Genesis 1. I want to point out just verse 27 to you. And you can read this. Right? As God is creating humans, he creates them in his own image. He created human beings in his image. Now, I want to keep this up here for a second. And I want you to just look at it. And I want to point out in here that nowhere in this passage, as God is creating humans, does he go, whoops, I made humans. Nowhere in here does God say that he made a mistake in creating humans. Here, God is very intentional. And as we look at it, and we look at how God created humans compared to how he created the rest of creation, nowhere else in in creation, does God spend as much time as he does? Is he as intentional as he is then with humans? God spent a lot of time making you. You were not a mistake. God created you on purpose. He knows you. He knows every detail about you because he made that. David, in the book of Psalms, chapter 139, he has some really just great words about how God created us. Psalm 139, 13 through 16, here's what it says. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. Now, if that doesn't speak to the attention to detail and the intentionality that God creates with, I don't know what does. God spent a lot of time making us. You are not a mistake. And here's the truth. One of the truths I want you to grasp tonight is that God created humans on purpose. God created humans on purpose. And that includes you, right? You're not an, an exclusion to this. I, no matter how special you may think you are, you're not an exclusion to this. God created humans on purpose. And that means you. You were created on purpose. And again, I, I know this can be something really hard for some of us to believe. Now, I struggled with, with feelings of self-worth and wondering if my life was worth it, if life was worth living, if I had a purpose. And I know this is not an uncommon feeling for, for a lot of people. And I know this may be where you're at tonight. Maybe you're sitting here in your seat tonight and you're saying, yeah, I don't know that I was created on purpose. I, I don't know if, if, if my life has worth. And I want you to hear this because 
this truth, it saved my life. It changed my life. And I honestly, I, I believe that this truth that, that David speaks can change your life too. And, and this whole series, we, we've been identifying the lies that Satan speaks to us. And we're wanting to replace it with the truth about what God says to us and about us. So the first thing I want us to reject tonight is I want us to reject the lie that you're a mistake. Reject the lie that you're a mistake. And I want you to embrace the truth that you were created on purpose. God created you. He knows you. He loves you. He designed you. He, as David said, he has written out your whole life in his book. He knows every moment of your life before even a single moment had passed. God's got a plan for you. He loves you. I also want us to reject the lie that our lives are purposeless. Reject the lie that your life is purposeless. And know that God has designed a purposeful life for you. God has designed a life for you that is full of purpose. It's full of purpose. It is full of it. And your purpose, as we said, is to serve God. And there are so many ways, so many opportunities for you to live a life of purpose by serving God. There's so many ways. And if you're, if you're struggling to see those ways, please, please, please come talk to me, talk to a leader. Because we want to help you see your purpose. We want to help you see how you can serve God and live out your purpose. Because God has a unique plan for you. You have a purpose and God has designed a unique calling for you for how you will fulfill that. As we kind of wrap this up, the, the main takeaway for this is that in Christ, we were created on purpose and for a purpose. I want you to just read those words and let that sink in. Let that sink in for you. You were created on purpose and for a purpose. Now, as we've been saying all along, though, is we only find that in Christ. You're only going to find your purpose in Christ because our purpose is to serve God. We're only going to find that our life was created on purpose in Christ because we were created by God. So in Christ, we were created on purpose and for a purpose. And in order for us to fully believe that, we have to reject the lies. We have to reject the lies that we were a mistake or that our life has no purpose. And we have to embrace the truth that God has given us a life on purpose, for a purpose. Now, all eyes up here for a minute. All eyes up here. If you are struggling with this, that is completely understandable. But please don't leave tonight. Please do not leave tonight without talking to a leader. Because this truth can save your life. This truth can change your life. It can transform your life. And I don't want you to leave tonight without 
knowing what that meaning is for you. So please talk to your small group leader. Come talk to me. Talk to Ashton or Nikki. Because we want you to know the full truth that you were created on purpose and for a purpose. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this, this evening. Just the opportunity that we have to come together, Lord, and, and open up your word and, and discover your truth. Lord, I thank you for these students. Lord, I thank you for the purpose that you have for their lives. Lord, I thank you for the love that you have for them. Lord, I know that the lies of Satan are strong. And for some of us, they're pretty convincing. And Lord, when Satan whispers the lies to us that we're a mistake or we have no purpose, Lord, that can be really easy to believe. I know for myself, that is easy to believe sometimes. But Lord, I pray that your truth would be stronger, that your truth, your word would be louder in our lives. Lord, that we would embrace the truth that, Lord, you have created us on purpose and you have designed a purposeful life for us. So, Lord, I pray that as we go into small groups tonight, Lord, that you would just help us to unpack your word. Lord, help your word not to just be something that we have as head knowledge, but, Lord, help your word transform our hearts and help us live it out in transformed lives. So, Lord, I thank you again for these students, the love that you have for them. And, Lord, I pray for anyone here tonight, Lord, that may not know you. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to their heart. Show them your love and transform their life. In your name we pray. Amen.